Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I am your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, it is a victory Monday, but it's not just any victory Monday. No, it's a sweep. It's a sweep. That is right. The Tennessee Titans have swept the Indianapolis Colts for only the third time since the franchise moved to Tennessee. An incredible, gritty victory for the Tennessee Titans who come out on top 34-31 to after a 12-round knockdown, drag-out fight in Indianapolis. And I am breaking it all down on today's Victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. Let's get it! You are Locked On Titans, your daily Tennessee Titans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's go, Titans fans. In my opinion, one of the best victories in Tennessee Titans history. The Titans win 34-31 to in overtime against the Colts. And I don't know if you guys can tell, but I was in the building in Indianapolis doing everything I could to push this team to victory. We are going to talk about everything that needs to be discussed coming out of that, like I said, knockdown, drag out. 12-round heavyweight fight before we do. want to thank you guys for making the Locked On Titans podcast your first listen every day. It was really cool to bump into some of you guys at the game and have some people recognize me and things like that. Had an absolute blast, everybody that I got to meet. But if this is your first listen to the Locked On Titans podcast, make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream, including the Locked On Titans YouTube page. Make sure that you subscribe there. Smash that notification bell so you know when all of my content goes live. And you got to follow me on social media at minimum on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans where I do all kinds of film analysis and film breakdowns. Also, check out the show Facebook page at Locked on Titans Pod. But we got to dive into this game that could have closed the door on the Titans' longtime boogeyman, the Indianapolis Colts. And I mean, where to begin? The Titans, as we've seen them do throughout a lot of this season, uh, come out slow. They come out, they go down 7 to nothing. Ryan Tannehill throws an interception, completely fooled by the zone coverage that the Colts were running at the time, and he throws the pick. The Colts get another touchdown right away to make it 14 to nothing. And I mean, I'm in the stands talking to my brother and telling my girl, hey, you know, if things get real ugly, let's at least beat the traffic. But the Titans. We're not done. And I I do got to say, I think a big, big momentum swing play, probably the next biggest moment in the game after the Tannehill pick and letting the Colts go up 14 to nothing. The next big moment was Tannehill's second interception. But defensive lineman Tyquan Lewis for the Colts tore his ACL while he was returning the interception and fumbled. And the Titans got it back. And immediately, the very next play, A.J. Brown dusts Xavier Rhodes for a 55-yard touchdown. And here's the moment where I eat some crow. I was a little worried about that matchup with Rhodes and A.J. Brown. And what would happen outside of that matchup is really where my concern was, is now that Rhodes is on A.J., where are the Titans going to get other help? And they didn't really need other help because A.J. Brown took it to the Colts' defense 
all day long, and he stepped up in a big moment for the Titans and immediately turned that second interception for Tannehill into a Tennessee Titans touchdown. We'll look back at the end of the year, and that will be a pivotal, pivotal moment in this team's journey. Now, I went 17-14 to at half. I thought, all things considered, the Titans were in a really good spot. All these things going against them. The Titans come out of that first drive from halftime, and again, in a big spot, A.J. Brown. Four catches on the second half opening drive. Get the Titans down, score a touchdown. The Titans take the lead, 21-17. to It's back and forth, back and forth, back and forth for the next 20 or so minutes. 24 to 24, and then Brett Kern, the weapon, with an incredible punt that put the Colts within the shadow of their own goal line with less than two minutes left. Bud Dupree gets a pressure, he gets knocked to the ground on the snap, gets up, pressures Carson Wentz, whose first option was taken away, and here comes boneheaded Carson Wentz, who throws the ball up into the air. It is intercepted by Elijah Molden and taken into the end zone. Touchdown Titans, 31-24. And I had some people say, hey, that was smart. That was smart because if it's a safety, the Titans get the ball back and the game's over. Listen, Carson Wentz didn't intentionally try to throw a pick six because it was smarter than taking a safety. He didn't do that calculus and say, oh, I'll just throw the pick six. That's better. Give me a break. He got lucky. That was circumstantial, not smart. Get that word out of here. Nothing Carson Wentz did in the last 10 minutes of that game was smart. Okay, never putting that label with Carson Wentz, one of the worst decision makers that we've seen in recent memory in the NFL. So anyway, Wentz did respond and the Colts go right down the field with another big penalty. Now, Michael Pittman made a great catch there at the end in overtime over the middle of the field. But the penalty is really what set the Colts up to tie the game before regulation ended. Go into overtime. Both teams punt. The Titans can't get anything going, especially on the ground. And then, of course, when it matters most, who do you call, guys? You call 31 Savage, the best safety in the league. Kevin Byard intercepts Carson Wentz, sets the Titans up for a game-winning field goal for none other than bulletproof Randy Bullock. What a game. I mean, just... The ups and downs, the ins and outs, the punches, the counter punches, the knockdowns. I mean, I, I, I can't stress this enough. This was a heavy weight fight. A heavy weight fight between two good football teams. You could say what you want about Indianapolis. They had a tough start to the season, but that is a good football team. And they battled for their life. For their they knew how important this game was. They knew what the ramifications for the division were in this game if they got swept. And the Colts played like it. They played their hardest. They went for fourth down like every time in the first half, every manageable fourth down they went. But the Titans always were able to answer even when things seemed bleak. This really is a different Tennessee Titans team than what we have seen throughout the last 10 years. It's incredible to me. So some other things that I want to point out here, the turnover battle. The Titans won the turnover battle three to two. And if you count the fourth down stop that the Titans had in the game, that's 4-2 to two with a turnover on downs. So the Titans did what they had to do. The Titans gave up their turnovers early, but they turned over the Colts late in the clutch moments. 
I also want to say neither team could run the ball in this game. I mean, the Colts had 73 yards. Uh, I believe Derrick Henry had 68 yards. Now, Ryan Tannehill added in 26 on his own. But generally speaking, neither team could run the ball consistently with success, which brings it down to which quarterback is going to make plays in the clutch. And boy, is Ryan Tannehill much more clutch than Carson Wentz, who crumbled at the end of this game. I'm not going to lie to you guys. Got real excited. I kept yelling at the end of fans, find another one. He's not the QB. Find another one. Man, Carson Wentz ain't that guy. You're not that guy. You're not that guy. <laughs> Anyways, also got to mention, what the hell with the penalties? Now, the Jeffrey Simmons penalty, in my opinion, that was dumb. And I'm not going to blame the refs for that. That was dumb. Just like the David Long penalty. Stupid. That's dumb. The Kevin Byard, defensive pass interference. That was a DPI, man. That was a DPI. That was a penalty. But there were some penalties. I mean, Mike Vrabel had to challenge the A.J. Brown catch because seven officials didn't see him catch the ball. We saw some weird spots of the ball. We saw some, I mean, the Colts just got so many penalties. The Titans had 11 penalties in this game for over 100 penalty yards. Last I checked, it was nine penalties for 109 penalty yards. So with that long DPI at the end of regulation, the Titans probably over 150 yards in penalty yards. The Titans turned over the ball twice. The Titans couldn't run the ball. The Titans got down early. The Titans had penalties. And you still can't kill them. Different team. Different year. New Titans. I mean, what else is there to say? Just an absolutely fantastic win. Phenomenal win for the Tennessee Titans that, barring a catastrophic collapse for the Titans, pretty much closed the closes the door on the AFC South. And the Titans can stop worrying about winning their division now, and they can start worrying about the number one seed in the AFC. And speaking of that, your Tennessee Titans are the number one seed in the AFC after week eight. Absolutely beautiful stuff. We are going to continue breaking down this victory. It is time for Titan Up and Titan Down. If you're watching on YouTube, Throw your Titan Ups and your Titan Downs in the comments. Tag me on Twitter if you're not. And let me know what your Titan Ups and your Titan Downs are. We are going to dive into that. Before we do, got to tell you guys about DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live. You've got another device that lets you stream your favorite shows. You watch sports highlights on your phone. And you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for all the good stuff. Well, I am here to tell you that there is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. It's a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream. It brings you live TV and on-demand favorites, and it puts them together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, shows, all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Titans fans, let's continue this sweet victory Monday edition of the Locked On Titans podcast. We're going to do a little tighten up and tighten down. Look at the individual performances, both good and bad, in this segment. Before we do, Thank you guys again for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen every day. Make sure that you guys check out the live 
trade deadline show on the Locked On NFL YouTube channel from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Tuesday, breaking down all the moves, all the action at the trade deadline. Plus, your boy hosts the uh, National Thursday show. So if you subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel, On Thursday, you can check out the national show, and I'll be on there breaking down everything going on in the NFL. So you can't lose if you subscribe to the Locked On NFL YouTube channel. Check out the Trade Deadline Reaction Show live. Check out me on Thursdays. But diving into the Titan Ups and Titan Downs. Now, I'm going to be upfront and honest with you guys on this one. I was at the game. So when I'm at the game, this is why I don't go to a lot of games. When I'm at the game... I take some notes here and there, but I'm at the game, and I'm just living in the moment, and I'm sure that all you guys appreciate that. So I do that as a disclaimer because if I'm wrong on any of my tighten ups or tighten downs because I wasn't watching the TV copy to to narrowly focus, then my apologies. But this is just my raw, instant, natural reaction to that game from an individual perspective. So number one, tighten up A.J. Brown. I mean, he was a stud, an absolute beast. 10 catches, 155 yards, touchdown, and God, that touchdown, we just talked about it. That was one of the biggest momentum turns I've ever seen in a football game. An interception, fumbled, recovered, first play, 50-yard touchdown. Give me a break, baby. A.J. Brown. I'm going to have some crazy stats for you guys on Tuesday, as I always do, but I'm just going to pop one on you right now. Since 2009... Only two players have had more than seven 50-yard touchdowns. Derrick Henry has nine. A.J. Brown has eight. Both of those players play for the Titans, baby. Big-time explosiveness from this Titans offense, even when they can't run the ball. Even when they can't run the ball. Oh, you get get the Titans down. They can't run. They can't do their... No. No. The Titans come back from behind all the time by consistently still running the ball, but also being explosive in the pass game. And that starts with A.J. Brown. I got to give some credit to Nick Westbrook-Akina. Not an insane game by any means, but he had the touchdown catch on a big play in the end zone. He had another second and 10 big catch as well. And when the Titans were so desperately looking for somebody in the passing game to do something other than A.J. Brown, Nick Westbrook-Akina stepped up in a big spot, so i got to give him a lot of credit. It's time to play the Swaim! Be on the lookout for the Swaim video this week, guys. It's coming. But uh, Jeff Swaim, maybe not his best game of the year. I thought he had had a good game as a blocker against the Chiefs, but definitely his best game as a receiver. Four catches, 23 yards, one touchdown. Not his highest yards of the year, but his best performance. Four catches, 23 yards, and a touchdown when the Titans needed it. Like I said, searching for other answers. Ryan Tannehill. Look, I know he played awful in the first half. The Colts were confusing the hell out of Ryan Tannehill. He wasn't reading the zone. They were showing man, dropping zone. He was not feeling it. They're dropping defensive linemen back. He threw a pick to a misread on a fake man zone play by the Colts defense, and then he threw a pick to a dropping defensive lineman he didn't see over the middle. Those were bad, bad decisions by Ryan Tannehill. No question about it. But man, 23 for 33, 265, 
three touchdowns, clutch at the end of the game, led the Titans down the field in big moments in the second half. Like I said, the big difference in this game at the end, the Titans quarterback was clutch. The Colts quarterback was not. So I got to give a tighten up to Ryan Tannehill, even though he made some really terrible mistakes at the beginning of the game because he just kept battling. The Titans couldn't run the ball. He couldn't throw it to anybody but A.J. Brown. I mean, Ryan Tannehill is doing his absolute best. So a tighten up for Tannehill. This one, I know you guys are going to correct me if I'm wrong, but a tighten up for Jackrabbit Jenkins. Didn't really see him have a lot of problems. Uh, as I recall, the defensive pass interference penalties were not on him. So if I'm wrong about that, then my apologies. But I thought... I thought Jackrabbit did pretty good. I thought they attacked Greg Maben, and they attacked down the field on the safeties a little bit. But pretty good job from Jackrabbit Jenkins with his four tackles. David Long as well. The Colts only ran for 73 yards as a team. I mean, that's, that's a good day for the run defense. So David Long is always at the heart of that with his nine tackles. David Long, tighten up. And of course, my favorite player. My favorite player. Uh, almost my favorite Titan of all time at this point. 31 Savage, Kevin Byard. I mean, he got the bad DPI at the end of regulation, and that was bad. That was on him. He let he got beat. But to get that pick when it mattered, man, I mean, how can you get that guy tightened down? So here, but here's my thing. This, you know, in a game like this, no one is gonna be all good, no one's gonna be all bad. So a lot of these guys in the tighten up, they had some down moments during the game. That's a damn good football team. Okay? I said that all week. It's a good football team who had a tough beginning of the season schedule-wise. Good team. But when it mattered most, in the biggest moment of the game, who made the play? Who always makes the play? It's Kevin Byard, the best safety in the NFL. 31 Savage, my boy. Love you, KB, forever. Forever, my boy. Uh, Elijah Molden. Yeah, he gave up the touchdown to Michael Pittman in the end zone. Like I said, oh, this is a heavyweight fight. Did you guys watch Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury? Both those dudes knocked each other down throughout the fight. They weighed on each other. They held each other up. I mean, that's the game here. It's not going to be all perfect and all nice. It's not going to be all great plays. That's not how it works in these battles, these division matchups, these rivalries. It's a rivalry. So, Molden had his down moments, but that interception for a touchdown at the end, super crucial. The guy sniffs out the ball. He just sniffs out the ball, and we've seen that throughout the year, even when he makes some mistakes at certain times. And speaking of that, the guy who made that play for Elijah Molden, the fire, the fireman himself, Bud Dupree. Where is the Bud? Where is uh, well, He's in your backfield. It's where Bud is, okay? He got up off the ground after getting cut. Forced the pressure on Wentz in the end zone. Almost was a safety. And forced him to throw the ball out of the end zone. Right there for the pick six. I mean, good stuff from Bud Dupree on the day who didn't get a sack. But we all know that play mattered. And we know, and that's why you can't just box score scout. Right there. Because that Bud Dupree credit would never get given to him. But great job by Bud Dupree. Harold Landry. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Eight and a half sacks on the year. Had a sack. Tackle for loss. Forced a fumble as well, but the Titans weren't able to recover. Good stuff, Harold Landry. He's just been a freak. Uh, the one punt return from Chester Rogers was really good. I'm, I'm going to give Chester Rogers a Titan down here in a second. But that punt return that he had down the sideline, that was a good punt return. Good job, Chester. And then the special teams, guys. 
Brett Kern, four punts, two of them inside the 20, and never forget why we call Brett Kern the weapon. He pinned the Colts deep in the shadow of their own end zone. Brett Kern did that. Brett Kern did that. And because of that field position, turned into a touchdown for the Titans. Brett Kern, the weapon, baby. So glad to have you back. He's been excellent. And then, bulletproof Randy Bullock. I mean, what else can you say? He solved the Titans' kicker issues. He solved it. It, (laughs) There's nothing else to say. Two for two on field goals, including the game winner, 46 yards. Four for four on extra points. The Titans could literally ask for nothing more from their kicker position this year, and that's an incredible thing to say. I'll go through the Titan downs quick. No time for negativity after a win like that, but the interior of the offensive line did not have a good day. Ben Jones really struggled to get those reach blocks. Nate Davis, Roger Saffold really struggled to get those combo blocks where they move up to the second level and get to the linebackers, which, I mean, that makes sense. The Colts have a very fast and athletic front seven. It's going to be very difficult for the Titans offensive linemen to cut off those linebackers when they're so fast. That's why they're so hard to play against. That's why the Colts have a good defense. And they struggled, and the Titans couldn't run the ball because of it. And Derrick Henry, super banged up, but we'll talk about that here in a second. Uh, Marcus Johnson, Chester Rogers, uh, anybody outside of Nick Westbrook-Akina, terrible blocking on the perimeter. I mean, I can remember one specific play in my head right now, a handoff to Derrick Henry. Marcus Johnson just completely whiffed on his block on the cornerback, and the cornerback came screaming in was able to take Henry down for a short game. Bad blocking from the Titans' wide receivers, um, generally speaking. In this game, Uh, Jeffrey Simmons, that was a stupid penalty. And I just want to say overall, the penalty, stupid. Now, some of the penalties were were garbage, garbage. Some of them were garbage. No way around it. But some of them, the Titans, (laughs) I mean, it was a penalty. It was a penalty. And Jeffrey Simmons, you can't do that. It's just like David Long from a couple weeks ago. You can't do that. God, man, I hate that. I hate that. But anyways, the major Titan down is for the freaking refs. Bailing the Colts out every single time. I mean, give me a break. I kept yelling at the game, why don't you guys earn it? Why don't you earn it one time? The refs just literally tried to give the Colts the game at the end. Now, like I said, the DPI on Bayard, good call. The late hit on Simmons, that's a good call in my book. I'm not going to be a homer here and just say every call was a bad call against the Titans. It's not. But when you miss the catch by A.J. Brown that forces Vrabel to challenge, and then you called just so many penalties. The holding on Chris Jackson was just a terrible call. Just terrible. So these this crew arrest was awful. I wasn't at the game, but I rewatched the TV copy before I did my show. The the announcers were garbage, man. Just garbage in this game. They called the RPO from on the Colts offense like over and over when it wasn't an RPO. They were getting names wrong. I just despicable from the broadcast team. I could do better than that. CBS, call me. Just call me. But uh, anyway, I want to give my last Titan down to myself. To myself. Two reasons. One, I was worried about AJ on Rhodes. What an idiot. What an idiot. What an idiot. And two, as a lot of you guys pointed out in my comments, it is not Bobby Okariki, like I had said. Like had been said for the first few seasons of his career, he changed, I mean, he changed his name like Puff Daddy. He reinvented himself. And I guess prior to this season, he told the media, hey, my name is 
Bobby Okereke, which is more in alignment with his Nigerian heritage and how it's pronounced where he's from. So, tighten down for me. I got his name wrong. But, in fairness, he just corrected the media this year on the pronunciation of his name that's been a thing for a few years now. So, give me a break. Come on. That's all I'm saying. Tighten down, but give me a break. I put the tie and tighten down, I guess. Anyways, that's enough of me and tighten down and tighten up. We got to turn the page and look forward here. I'm going to talk about what else happened in the AFC South, some blowouts from the trash dwellers that are in the division. I'm going to talk about some of the contenders in the AFC, though, and how their games fared and how it set the Titans up to be the number one seed in the AFC. And then... We're going to talk about the next two games on the Titans schedule and how I think they should approach the Week 9 matchup across the country against the Rams next week. So we're going to dive into all of that in just a second. Before we do, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag is back and it's better than ever. They got a brand new website with a new interface, really easy to use. They're the number one spot to bet all of the sports action this fall, including football and basketball. But it's not just that. They also have postseason baseball, NHL, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games. So make sure that you head to BetOnline.ag right now. And when you sign up, Use the promo code Locked On. That's one word, Locked On, and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's literally free money from BetOnline.ag. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. Also, got to tell you guys about the best tasting protein bar of all time from our friends over at Built Bar. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you're really missing out. It says it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like a protein bar. It tastes like a candy bar. I'm not on a diet or anything like that. And I eat the built Bars just as a candy bar because they are so delicious. But it's not just the taste. They are healthy for you as well. They're low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, and they rotate limited time flavors like every three to four days. So check their website often because there is going to be a flavor that really screams to you. But when you want to try your favorite tasting built bar, go to builtbar.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Once again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. Titans fans, we are going to cap off this sweet victory Monday edition of the Locked on Titans podcast by looking at what else happened in the AFC South, looking at what else happened in the AFC, and also spinning it forward a little bit and looking at the Titans' next two games on the schedule because I have a little bit of a hot take about Week 9, and then I have some pertinent information for Week 10. Before we get into that, though, do just want to remind you guys and thank you guys for making the Locked on Titans podcast your first listen Every day, ask for your second listen today. You got your Titans news with me here on the Locked on Titans podcast. Get all your NFL news from the Peacock and Williamson podcast. It's hosted by Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson. Monday through Friday, giving you a national perspective on all of the latest NFL news. The Peacock and Williamson podcast, Monday through Friday on whatever platform you do stream. But the Texans suck. (laughs) They, uh, they're the worst team in the NFL, man. I mean, 38 to 22 against the Rams. The Rams pulled a bunch of their starters in the second half after the game was completely, um, locked down and, and good to go. The Texans are garbage. 
Um, but not to be outdone, the Jacksonville Jaguars are garbage as well. They lost 31 to 7 to the Geno Smith Seahawks. Ugh, yikes. I thought Jacksonville had a chance to win that game. Guess not, man. Oh, God. Uh, well, it makes sense that the only game that they've won all year was their home game. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the AFC South sucks. Uh, the Titans pretty much buried the Colts. And uh, yeah, it's all great news on that front. Going to the AFC, which is where our vision should go now. The Chargers lost to the Patriots 27-24. to Belichick really has Herbert's number, man. The Bengals went full bangle and lost to the Jets. 34 to 31. Hey guys, we're not alone. We are not alone. So, but at least the Jets had their starting high draft pick quarterback when we lost to them. The Bengals, they're one of the healthier teams in the entire NFL going up against Mike White. That's a made up character. The Jets made up Mike White on Madden. He's not real. That's what I've decided. Uh, and the Raiders were on a bye. The Raiders are five and two and they're on a bye. So that means that your Tennessee Titans are six and two. With a five and one AFC record. Well, folks, that sounds like the number one seed in the AFC. Let's go. Let's go. The Titans are the number one team in the AFC. And for all you people out there that really wanted that national credit for the Titans, well, this is the week where they get it. This is the week where they get it, and they deserve it after that win against the Colts. Uh, moving forward. What do the Titans got next? Well, next week, they got to travel across the country and play the Rams on Sunday night football. Hear me out, guys. Sit them all. Sit them all. Sit Henry. Henry was so banged up, guys. I could see it. So banged up. Sit the man. Sit him. I'm serious. Sit Derrick Henry. Sit Julio. Sit Simmons. Sit whoever. I, I, sit Tannehill. I really don't care. The Titans should punt on that game. Punt. I'm serious. I know people are going to say it's blasphemy, but I don't care about that NFC game. The Titans could lose that game full strength because the Rams are so good. Do not risk the long-term health of this team in a useless game against the Rams. I would sit everyone. That isn't healthy. Period. Period. No questions asked. I don't even care. I don't care if the Titans lose by 100. Who cares about that? That game does not matter now. It doesn't. I mean, yeah, you want the team to get the number one seed. You, overall record matters. But it's not an AFC game. The Titans have pretty much wrapped up their division. And after that, the next two games, the Titans play the Saints in Week 10, come back home, and Jameis Winston just tore his ACL. So they're going up against Trevor Simeon. I mean, at minimum, Taysom Hill. But are, are you worried about going up against Taysom Hill all game long? I'm not. So sit them all against the Rams. Titans do not need to win that game. Use it as a bye week. I'm serious. You're flying across the country. No need to risk the health of, of the best players on the team. Sit them all. I, I really don't care. You're probably going to beat the Saints with Trevor Simeon in Week 10 or Taysom Hill in Week 10. And then Week 11, you play the Texans at home. Sit sit those guys against the Rams. At least sit Henry and Julio 
Don't play him. Simmons, too. He got really banged up in this game. Sit those guys, man. We don't need to win that game against the Rams. It doesn't matter. Anyways, I know a lot of you guys won't like that, but that's that's my philosophy. But that's going to do it, folks. I am shot. I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. I'm emotionally exhausted from that game, from the traveling. What an incredible victory, though. I mean, what an incredible victory. Find another one. <laughs> Carson Wentz ain't the guy, baby. Let's go. All right. Tomorrow, we're talking trade deadline on tomorrow's show. I'm going to break down some candidates the Titans might go after. Uh, Wednesday, rewatch Wednesday. Y'all know what that's all about. Going into the film room, breaking down the scheme. And I'm going to have a lot of nuggets for you guys because I haven't really had a chance to even look at that kind of stuff based on being at the game. Thursday, crossover Thursday with my boy Sosa. I love Sosa, who does Locked on Rams. He's awesome, so can't wait to talk to him. And then Friday, we'll be back for another another game preview. I, I'm just absolutely enthralled with this win by the Titans. Um, used to the Titans letting down in these scenarios, and uh, I just can't believe that they were able to pull out that game after everything that that went wrong. The turnovers, the early loss, uh, the early turnovers, being down by 14 early, the penalties throughout the game, especially in the second half, the injury to Derrick Henry, couldn't run the ball. I mean, no Julio. A.J. Brown's the only threat that they had. I, I mean, not much else to say but to just be impressed. Great stuff from the Titans, your number one team in the AFC. That's going to do it for me today, folks. Make sure that you subscribe to the Locked On Titans podcast on whatever platform you do stream. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked On Titan.